How's everybody's evening going? My name is Scott Kiwi. I'm Nigel Strickland. And we're here for the Entertainment Hub. Another week of great football talk. The Pro Bowl just happened. And we're going to predict some Super Bowl scores for sure. And, you know, how we feel about both teams. So Nigel's going to kick us off real quick with some great Pro Bowl updates. Shout out John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. Pro Pro Bowl studs right there. Yeah, I mean, it was just a really good game, honestly, but we're excited. Football season's coming to an end. You know, the Pro Bowl's really just a lot of fun, you know? Like, you get all the best players, and sure, some of them, they're trying in the beginning a little bit, but no one's willing to get injured, you know? It's a game of fun. Yeah, exactly. It's a game of fun. They're they're doing two-hand touch pretty much by the third quarter. Even though the AFC did pull ahead and end up winning uh, 38-33. So, yep, shout-out Lamar Jackson. What I did think was funny is that Lamar did complete a pass to Derrick Henry during the game. So I just thought that was kind of funny, the guy who knocked them out of the playoff rankings. Yeah. Now they're playing on the same team, tossing the ball around. So you love to see the fun in the game, you know? Something I like about the Pro Bowl is that it's a great way for guys that obviously don't play on the same team. And I actually I want to um, shout out one of the Colts' uh, offensive linemen was in the game and Lamar brought him water like the he brought the entire team water like during a timeout or, or whatever it was and the lineman looks at Lamar and goes oh that's what that big trust is all about <laughs> obviously the Ravens are doing something a little bit different uh you know in the NFL as far as as far as like teamwork goes and everything else so I thought that was pretty funny yeah I mean since you bring that up Scott um Lamar yeah he the gay I mean he's a kid he's a kid He's a young guy, and he really just wants to be a leader. You can tell. By doing stuff like that, bringing him water, he doesn't expect anything to be given to him. He'll still get up there and be like, you're going to get a Super Bowl out of me, and he's still going to try his hardest. And he's still disappointed when he throws a bad pass, but he's disappointed in himself. He's not disappointed in his other teammates. Even if it's a drop pass by um, Snead or Andrews, he's disappointed in himself. So you love seeing that leadership, you know? You don't see that in a lot of young quarterbacks, you know? It's true. Baker Mayfield's out here yelling that the whole auditorium needs to be quiet so he can throw the ball, you know? Lamar Jackson loves his fans. It's funny about that about that draft class because, you know, Lamar went, uh, you know, really low in the, in the draft during his time, Baker Mayfield uh, going number one. And I was watching, actually, Baker Mayfield's um, – party that he had for the draft and you know it's just Lamar was there with his mom and it was just so nice obviously Baker was there with like his whole family his friends and everything else but it was just like a different vibe with Lamar yeah Lamar's dressed up as like legendary quarterbacks you know it was all talk it was all talk this (laughs) season about the Cleveland Browns the whole offseason was all talk about how they have OBJ Landry and they were gonna get Chubb and then they had Baker Mayfield it is a stacked team, but you got to perform, and they didn't perform. And you have Lamar Jackson, who came into the regular season. Like, the Ravens are always the underdogs, in my opinion. And compared to you know the Bengals and the Steelers, and we saw that the Bengals had no, no yeah, not Ravens a good season. Were far at all. from an underdog Correct. this season. Correct. And that's the thing is like a lot of people were like, well, we kind of like being the underdogs because now the Ravens are on top or put on that pedestal, and it makes it a lot more you know nerve wracking. I think for some for some of the players on the team. Oh yeah, for clearly sure. Lamar Jackson yeah. by his uh, two playoff attempts. He yeah. definitely agrees with you there, Scott. Absolutely, but it's all good. You know, I'm glad that he was able to run around in the Pro Bowl, and the Ravens had several 
guys at the Pro Bowl there. Oh, so. yeah, like, I, we're talking about just the normal Pro Bowl here, but it's it's so easy to just drop back to the Ravens because they were just doing so much. You know, obviously it was nice. Russell Wilson let Drew Brees be the starter, which, you know, makes sense. Drew Brees, he's thinking about retirement. Um, he's an older guy, and he truly deserves it, I think. I mean, Russell Wilson's a great player. He's a great guy, too. So, I mean, you love to see it, but, I mean, Drew Brees, the poor guy, just keeps getting getting robbed to go into the Super Bowl again. It's okay. During his Super Bowl run, he had a fantastic uh, game, and I'll just always remember him as the guy who, in one of the Maddens, like, their pregame speech was just in the intro for Madden, so I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he's a great player. He has the most touchdowns in the NFL, most yards in the NFL. And he actually had a pass to Amari Cooper that was for a touchdown in the Pro Bowl. That was just awesome. Like, I would love to see those two dudes play on the same team. He obviously gave Michael Thomas a touchdown, too. But, going oh going to the Pro Bowl, Nigel, is probably the biggest treat just because you get to see all the guys from both, you know, divisions from the NFC and the AFC and just competing. And even though it is a, a little bit of, like, some fun and games and stuff like that, it's still cool to see all the different players the variety that they bring, like, to the teams. I think that's the coolest thing for sure. Oh, of course. I agree 100%. And you can see that all surrounded by just a lot of fun. Like, Earl Thomas threw, like, a lateral off a pick. Um, I think he picked off Kirk Cousins. There was a lateral to Marlon Humphrey. They get a couple more yards, the whistle ends up being blown. But, I mean, it's just fun like that. That I mean, when stuff works, it works, and... It's, it's a good celebration of the end of the regular season and really just shows that, that, you know, football is family. And now, you know, football season being over, we got to turn it over to the winter sports. So, but, um, you know, I want to continue to talk about football because obviously there's an incredibly big game coming up this weekend. Yep. And I am very fired up for it, even though... The Baltimore Ravens, unfortunately, are not going to be competing in the Super Bowl. I still give credit to the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. And I'll be honest, the 49ers deserve to be there. They had one of the most magnificent runs during the regular season and the playoffs. Um, So, you know, it's very great that they are going to be one of the teams competing. And I just want to ask you, who do you think is going to come up on top for in the Super Bowl? I'll answer that in one second, just because you said uh, you were disappointed the Ravens won't be there. I do think it's funny that they have both beaten both of those teams, though, during the regular season. So I just, No, they didn't, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't beat the Chiefs during the regular season. They lost by two. You're right. But, You're right. But I will say this 100%, okay? That game, I think, was robbed from us. You know, I think John Harbaugh is a great coach. I really do. I think he shows great leadership in the way that he does that he runs his system. Obviously, it was working this season up until you know their game against. Oh yeah, and I mean, I, in my opinion, that was still early Ravens. Right. You know, I was so excited for them to see you know the Chiefs again when they had that first loss to the Chiefs in the early. It was season. close. That, yeah, and that was when they were losing to the Browns. You know. Yeah. So that that was that early Ravens before they really got on that kickstart. Correct. To just drive them through the rest they, of the season. Correct. They grabbed you know Marcus Peters, which was a huge pickup for their defense, and it just kind of put everything into perspective after after the Browns loss. But I still hold that Kansas City loss to the fact that Harbaugh kept going for it on fourth down, which is what he did in the playoffs, and we lost. And I understand because you know going through the regular season, there were plenty of teams that the Ravens went for it and. They, compl- they made the completion, oh, yeah. and like they moved the chains. Times, Correct. Yeah. However, 
it was an important game to take a stand, and we shouldn't have gone for it that early. I think we should have went for it if we were up or if we were only you know down by a little bit. But of course we weren't, and this is also um, in the Kansas City game earlier in the season as well. However, I will give Pat Mahomes the benefit of the doubt. That dude. He is something special, especially for Kansas City. When he got to Kansas City, when, think about the Chiefs like when we were like growing up, kind of. I mean, obviously, we're still young people. We're yeah, both, we're both 21 years old. Smith. Yeah, but yeah. when we were like 7, 8, 9 years old, I mean, I still paid attention to football. Who were the Kansas City Chiefs? Not somebody who I would have been like, oh, they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, let alone have Tyreek Hill and Pat Mahomes. I mean, one of the greatest connections for sure. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, they're a good team. I just remember the Nigerian nightmare, old running back. He was an absolute monster. But, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a perfect Chiefs team to go to the Super Bowl. They definitely deserve it. And I honestly, I think they're going to get the win. Even though we have one of the best offenses in the league, and this is just personally my opinion as far as the offense, because you have guys like Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, who has the fourth most receiving yards this season, and he's a tight end, which I think is amazing. Definitely a tight end who I respect just as much as Mark Andrews or who people, players in the NFL should also respect because Kelsey is just a monster. I just remember watching the Ravens game, and I just remember saying, like, bro, why can't they just cover him? They could not cover They had no answer for him in both games. Against the Ravens. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a go-to receiver. Big tight end. Both the tight ends here are definitely top five tight ends this season. George Kittle was an absolutely amazing tight end. I think he would have done better. He had a little over 1,000 yards and five touchdowns. But I think he would have done a little better if he didn't get injured during the season. And guys would lock him down. Um, George Kittle would almost always be doubled. I mean, just because why wouldn't you? It's, he's a big guy, and if, if he gets a hit in the hands, he's going to catch it. Also, the 49ers are more of a running team. Again, the 49ers is, in my opinion, well, statistically, just defensive nightmares. Like, they have the number one defense in the NFL right now, and that just guarantees them winning games. However, Patrick Mahomes and his offense is just absolutely remarkable, especially in the passing game. Pat Mahomes throws crazy throws that... It's very unique. I mean, an extremely versatile type of player. He can run. He can pass. And he really fires up his guys on the sideline. I don't know if you've seen some of the videos throughout the season and throughout the playoffs, but this guy is somebody who I want on my team hyping me up. And honestly, I don't really see Jimmy Garoppolo doing that for his 49ers. At least I haven't seen any videos on it. So if you want to know my opinion, I also believe that Kansas City is going to win, not just because of that, but because I just think they have a very dynamic team. I think Andy Reid deserves a Super Bowl win. You know, he's put in the work, and they look fantastic. And I'm I really, you know, slightly a little biased putting some money on the Kansas City Chiefs to win, so obviously I want to win some money. But ignoring all that, very uh, unbiased uh, report from my end. I just personally feel that the Chiefs deserve it, and it's going to be an interesting game. But you can't knock the 49ers at all. I was watching the 49ers game against the New Orleans Saints, and let me tell you something. That was probably the best football game I've ever watched 
in my life. Even even you know next to the Denver Broncos Ravens uh, game when the Ravens had the Super Bowl on the line in 2012. Um, but this was definitely one of the best games I've seen. I mean, high scoring. I mean, yeah. the score was in the 40s. Honestly, my prediction for this Super Bowl would I I'd say 42 and 38, uh, Kansas City, and that's just because it's the Super Bowl. Both teams are gonna be playing a little bit more smart, but you know Mahomes is gonna air it out. Absolutely. And the Kansas City Chiefs are a team who can score points fast. Yeah, I'm gonna call it 30. I'm gonna call the score 35, Chiefs, uh, 28, San Fran. That's what I'm going for sure. No, that's good. That's that's strong for sure. Because San Francisco, like they they have a strong, they have, they have a relatively strong offense, but it, it's primarily running. Like Mozart has gotten eight touchdowns. Well, if you look at the Chiefs, both Williamson and Lashawn McCoy have like com- combined have only nine touchdowns. That's only one more than just one of the Forty ers running backs, and he didn't even get a lot of playing time until the second half of the season because Breda and Coleman were taking the lead on that. Coleman pushing his way in for six touchdowns just individually. I was surprised that he ended up getting benched, but Mozart is just kind of like Breda and Coleman put together into one running back. So, I mean, that's great. Plus, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he has almost 4,000 yards, which is 12th in the NFL, so it's pretty good. But he's thrown 13 interceptions, which is just ridiculous compared to Patrick Mahomes' five interceptions. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's going to be a fantastic Super Bowl, in my opinion. And honestly, like, all the playoff games, they've been kind of low scoring. But I think these two teams are going to air it out and dish it out. That's why, you know, we had both had some pretty high predictions. And I couldn't agree more with the way that, you know, Garoppolo is playing and what he's done in throughout the playoffs, as well as Pat Mahomes. I mean, big respect to both both teams that are in it, for sure. Yeah, I mean... It's just the receiver aspect is what I'm I'm mainly looking at here. Like Tyreek Hill is just he's he's amazing. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Robinson, they combined for over fifteen hundred yards. Um, so they're just great receiving core. Someone who um Patrick Mahomes can just easily go to without pretty much a worry in the world. And obviously Travis Kelsey, who has the most receiving yards on the team, followed by Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill with the most touchdowns. So if they're by the end zone, this is just stuff the 49ers are going to have to look out for, even though it's kind of a trick play here because you're going to want to cover Travis Kelsey in the end zone. He's a big guy. He's going to be able to box out safeties anything like that you know Richard Sherman on Travis Kelsey I mean Richard Sherman's a great quarterback but he's not gonna be able to stop Travis Kelsey in the end zone in my opinion I'm excited to see Richard Sherman play I'll be honest with you Uh, I love watching Richard Sherman play especially on that one uh, you know memorable memorable interview at the end of the game between um, when when Crabtree was playing up against him and he went up against Crabtree I guess Crabtree was talk and you know football talk everybody smack talks yeah and Richard Sherman just was not having that so it shall be an interesting game I I am in no way gonna be shocked if either team wins oh yeah I mean I'd honestly be happy for the 49ers I'd be happy for George Kittle I'd be happy for Richard Sherman to get another ring aside from with the Seahawks who he had a legendary career with whether that be the Legion of Boom and therefore after and the fact that he can really do this 
on the 49ers who's great as well. And Nick Bosa, like, what a guy. What a rookie. He's just taken, just taken the NFL by storm. Absolutely. All I hear about is Nick Bosa, for sure. Uh, so, I, I agree with that 100%. Now, I want to ask you, uh, you know, while we're on the topic of the Super Bowl, the Patriots have been to, to you know, the last few Super Bowls. What do you think Brady will do next year if he doesn't make it to another Super Bowl? Oh, I mean, honestly, I, I think Brady's close to retirement. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's going to do if the Patriots release him. Because he's going to want to get paid. And I think, I'm not sure, it's a thin line on whether or not Brady will leave to get paid or maybe take up something with the Pats. But at the end of the day, I think Belichick is 100% ready to move on from Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, looking looking into the future, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what quarterback they draft. You know, they have a higher pick in the draft. They, you know, even though their season was not what they expected it to come out to be, it was still a decent season. So they're still going to be high up in the draft. So you got to think about, you know, I want, I'm curious on who they're going to pick in their draft and if they're going to draft a quarterback uh, in April when the draft comes about for 2020. Yeah, I mean, they had, they had a strong season up until, honestly, really the Ravens. The Ravens just kind of put them to a halt because they were undefeated until then. And then they lost to Houston, and then that loss to Miami just to knock them out of the wild card. That, I mean, to knock them down to the wild card. Correct. Really just, I'm, I mean, that just kind of put a cap on the season. I think I've said it before, but the Pats have not been in the wild card since 2009, and they got beat by the Ravens. Yep. So, I mean, they had a good season. It wasn't anything bad. Obviously, they have high expectations from Boston fans and just NFL fans in general. But Belichick and Tom Brady, in my opinion, do not deserve any slander considering Tom Brady started out this season throwing the exact same stats that he did when the team went 16-0 and and they ended up losing in the Super Bowl to Eli Manning. For sure. I actually I want to congratulate uh, somebody who I went to middle school with, uh, Patrick Allen. He just uh, confirmed on his Instagram today that he's uh, declaring for the uh, NFL draft in 2020, which I think is wow. is pretty cool. Um, he went to he started out at Georgia. This guy is I mean, when I was in middle school, I was tiny. Okay, I'm still tiny now, but <laughs> when I was in middle school, I was tiny. This kid could like touch the ceiling. I just remember seeing him in the hallways. This kid was I mean he was he's always been a big guy, and you just would look at him and be like, okay, this guy could go to play Division one football and then to the NFL. He actually transferred to uh, Southern Louisiana, and is okay. now uh, obviously he's he's finished now. But yeah, respectable he, school for yeah. sure. Especially, I mean, it's got to be hard to get a starting position at Georgia. What what position was he? He was offensive line. Okay. So yeah, he uh, he definitely it's definitely got to be tough. And you know, I I got to give him credit. He picked up the transfer and did get good time at Southern Louisiana, and now this man is about to be NFL bound. And I'm just so excited to see you know what is next the next chapter for him. Uh, he definitely deserves it. Um, you know, I obviously, I'm not like super close with the guy, but like, I just think it's really cool. Somebody that like you, you kind of grew up knowing declaring for the draft after all that hard work. So shout out Pat Allen. And hopefully, you know, I can get him the link to this podcast so he can know that all the people 
uh, in Reisterstown, and Owings Mills are cheering him on. So, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that sounds great. It's going to be just an exciting draft class overall. Um, I've looked at a few mock drafts. They're saying guys like, you know, C.D. Lamb are going to be on the Eagles, you know. They have they have Judy going a little lower than what I would think because, I, I mean, in my opinion, he's the best wide receiver in college football. But, I mean, you still it, it's just whatever teams are specifically looking for. Like you said it, Scott, Lamar Jackson was a low draft pick. Um, even guys like Tom Brady was something two hundredth draft pick, like, and you never really know. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, right now I'm looking. This is on uh, CBS. Their mock draft. They got uh, Jerry Judy going to the Giants right now. So that's you know that's going to be big for them. And they have uh, Tua going to Miami. That's going to be a big pickup. Even though Ryan Fitzpatrick is doing his thing, uh, but the the the, the Dolphins definitely are going to need some help. Oh, yeah, especially, I mean, Fitz Magic is either on or off. There's really no in-between, Correct. in my opinion. Um, so when he's on, he's on. But when he's off, it's, it's awful. It's just someone you would not want to have on the field, and you cannot have a quarterback like that that's just so unreliable. Yeah, and C.D. Lamb is projected to go to the Arizona Cardinals. He's projected to be uh, the seventh uh, seventh pick, I believe. So, and wow, they he's, got, he's moved up. He was in the yeah. 13th going to... Um, I think it was around 13th going to the Eagles. I mean, I love C.D. Lamb. Um, I'm a little dog. bit biased, He's but a I, dog. I would He's 100% draft him if I was a team. Um, but, I mean, Ky- that could totally help out Kyler Murray. I mean, obviously the Cardinals primarily need to work on their offensive line, but that could hurt out considering Kyler Murray is one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the most. He's top three. So you got to really give him credit for still getting out there. And putting up good numbers. I mean, they scored over 20 points against the 49ers. That's that's amazing. You have um, a really young quarterback, uh, not at all impressive offensive line. Your best receivers, near 40. Like, so I mean, I'd love to see C.D. Lamb go there. Yeah, and they have Jordan Love go. That it's possible that he'll be going to the Saints. Now, granted, this is just one of the. Of the draft, mock drafts, obviously, out of many. And yeah. they also have Justin Jefferson from LSU, wide receiver. Uh, that's the projection projection for Baltimore. So that's going to be it's gonna be pretty big. Uh, you know, I think it would be great to have one more receiver in the core. Like I said last week, Seth Roberts did a fantastic job, in my opinion. Um, but I know that the Ravens are looking to get another receiver that can be more reliable. They have Marquise Brown, they have Willie Sneed, and if they add, you know, Justin Jefferson, I think that'll be big for them for sure. And they have all the tight end help that they that they need on that offense between Hayden Hurst, Nick Boyle, and Mark Andrews. All reliable tight ends. And then you have Pat Ricard, who, in my opinion, uh, is extremely versatile. To, uh, player, he's on offense and defense. He's just a huge body, man. Like yep. he's really good at blocking. So that's also going to be interesting. But I do want to see if I can pull up uh, another mock draft that's not CBS to see how it compares to CBS for sure. Yep. NFL and CBS, and uh, yeah, I was just looking at that. You know, they're thinking Chase Young. I've talked to a lot of Redskins fans. You know, we're in the area. They're all thinking that they're going to pick up Chase Young. I mean, it would be a good call. Yeah, Chase Young's a he's a great he's a great player, but I I just don't know what 
the Redskins need right now because it's a lot. It's just, it's a lot. So Chase Young would be great. However, they need to focus on their offense, in my opinion. They need to get a better line. I mean, Adrian Peterson is just doing, like, he's doing well. And that's with a bad O-line, a veteran running back. So hopefully he can train up guys, and hopefully Dwayne Haskins can come into his own. Um, hopefully the coaching, honestly, can improve a little bit because Dwayne Haskins is an amazing quarterback, but he's too young to really be a leader in my right. opinion. Right, right. And even on the NFL, I just pulled it up, the NFL mock draft. They obviously have Joe Burrow going one. So does the other to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and I don't think they could pass up the opportunity uh, to make, like, the hometown guy as their next franchise quarterback as long as they have receivers and everything else to, to for for help. Uh, they also have Chase Young also going to uh, the Redskins as well. Tua going to Miami. They both CBS and NFL both predicted that as well, and uh, C C D Lamb, they're they're talking about the Raiders, um, on uh, NFL. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, they got Jerry Judy going to yeah, the Colts. Yeah, they have uh, C D Lamb going before Jerry Judy, and that's bold. I mean, again, I'm a little biased. I'm a huge C D Lamb fan. However, I do believe Jerry Judy is the best wide receiver in college football. I would definitely pick him up first. I'm just going through strict what I'd need. So, but, I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah, and the Ravens, it's it's also seen here that uh, Christian Fulton, uh, cornerback out of LSU, could also possibly go to the Ravens. Fulton, he's a great, he's a great cornerback. Yeah. It, was, it was so weird, um, Scott. During the championship, Trevor Lawrence was targeting Fulton a ton. And, I mean, Fulton was... He was he was messing up, but but he was clearly being targeted by Trevor Lawrence. And I just thought that was so unique, considering this is one of the top cornerbacks in college football, and this is who Trevor Lawrence is successfully targeting and getting yards off of going to his man. So I thought that was really unique, but I can't wait for him to go to the NFL. Yeah, and you know it says here that you know Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey are solid, and the Ravens could use another cornerback to fill out the room. You know I like Jimmy Smith back there, um, and you know I think that uh, they had another player. The Ravens had another player back there who, to me, um, wasn't like doing the best job that he could so it'd be really cool to see somebody come out who just won a national championship in college uh get the experience to you know fill that cornerback role for sure uh on the Baltimore Ravens yeah I mean the Ravens really do just kind of throw their rookies in there you know most of the time I mean Lamar Jackson trained up for a little bit got thrown in Marquise Brown almost immediately thrown in and for good reason I mean that guy is fast and he's done a great job. I mean, definitely best catch in the playoff game against the Titans was by Marquise Brown. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also going to look and see what uh, they have um, <clears throat> projected for uh, the Super Bowl as well because I'm kind of curious on how the NFL feels about the Super Bowl. True. I'm excited to see Emmanuel Sanders play in the Super Bowl. I'm um, leaving the Broncos and our old boy Joe Flacco, who – I'm not really sure what his future is looking like in the NFL considering he has been injured for good reason. He he was one of the top quarterbacks who was getting sacked before he was getting injured. The O-line was not giving Joe Flacco 
enough time for him to work how he works in the pocket, which is a very different style than some other NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, and they're going by statistics here. I pulled up the, uh, this is CBS Sports, talking about um, the Madden simulation says that the 49ers are going to blow out the, um, blow out the Chiefs. So that's that's pretty interesting to me. Wow. Um, I mean, the 49ers are just a touchdown machine. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, who I was just talking about, has 869 yards and five touchdowns. He's the same amount of touchdowns as Kelsey and two more touchdowns than Watkins. So he's been doing absolutely amazing at the 49ers. They do have good receivers, um, especially with Debo Samuel, Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders. Debo Samuel has really just come out in his own, in my opinion, with over 800 yards. He's very he's a key target for um, Garoppolo, other than George Kittle, who is obviously the number one target, being one of the best tight ends in the NFL, along with Travis Kelsey. For sure. And, you know, to me, a Madden simulation, <laughs> we've seen all the TikToks and all the other posts about Madden 20 and how the game is just, like, it's glitchy sometimes. So, to me, I don't think that's a fantastic, uh, you know, prediction. Um, even though, obviously, the 40, both teams have very much a clear opportunity for t- to win the game. I mean, it's not like it's not like we're seeing the 49ers go up against a Bengals or a Dolphins team. Yeah, I mean, there's no coaching in a video game, you know? You call the plays, you can call the audibles and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you know how the players are going to go. And in a real game, you don't know how the players are going to go. And you can't make decisions once the ball's hiked, which in the real life, you obviously can. Yeah, and right now the Vegas odds have the Chiefs winning. So it'll be very interesting to see what goes on with that. I also want to move on from football because we had a very, very, very drastic event happen a few days ago. And obviously everybody's been talking about it. It's been one of the most top-trending topics that I've seen for obviously the last few days. Uh, Kobe Bryant passing away. And alongside his daughter, Gigi, she was 13 years old, as well as a few other people that were part of uh, Kobe Bryant's um, team that he coached, I believe. And, you know, I really want to pay my respects. Kobe Bryant has been somebody that our generation and even the generation before us has kind of come to know. Yeah, I mean, it it is a real shame, and it's a tragedy that has totally hit the basketball community an NBA just by storm and how to truly show Kobe's legacy in the sport of basketball, which is just absolutely amazing. And I also want to pay my respects to Kobe Bryant in the eyes of basketball and the NBA and how much of an amazing player he was. Um, he would showed absolute respect uh, the night before his tragic death. LeBron James passed him in, um, in points of all time. So he paid his respects to LeBron James. He said, keep it going, keep take the torch, and basically just run in a tweet. And it's very unfortunate what happened um, the next day. So I just want to say I want to pay my respects to Kobe Bryant and his family. Absolutely. And, <clears throat> you know, it's very tragic when something like this happens. You know, it's the question is, could it have been prevented? 
and you know I've seen a few different things about how like the they kept going through like blind fog. Yeah, I mean LA had grounded all of its other helicopters on that day because of the weather, because of the fog, because of the smoke, and uh, Kobe Bryant got special permission to fly, and unfortunately, that ended up with a tragic accident. Um, I think the media should have waited, in my opinion, for a little bit. I agree with that. Um, I agree with definitely that. just that storm. It was almost like an Amber Alert. Like, one minute, like, I was around people at the time, and it's like, all of a sudden, you just hear it from just different corners. Like, oh my god, you hear about Kobe Bryant, oh my god, you hear about Kobe Bryant. And nobody really knew. There was a huge rumor going around that it was all four of his daughters. Thank God it was not. Correct. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately it was um, Gigi with Kobe Bryant. But we're just happy to say that the other ones are not. Um, I think TMZ reported before the family even got any notification, before they even had a confirmed death they did. of Kobe Bryant. They did. They were, uh, I heard it from people. Uh, they sent out the link. Uh, from TMZ, and we actually were hesitant to believe that it actually happened um, until it was more confirmed. I turned on the news, and it was it was confirmed on the news. I mean, they had a video footage of like the hell of the scene and everything else, and it's just something that 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 is just crazy. And obviously, best respects to the to the NBA. Actually, uh, LA canceled their game the other day. Because of the tragedy yeah. that happened, which I thought was extremely respectful, yeah. Yeah, it, it was. And, you know, there's been a lot of media talk, and it just, what I noticed is there's a huge differential um, viewpoint on Kobe Bryant from people like our generation, Scott, where we're college kids, we grew up with this guy, and then like our, the parents' generation, you know, the ones above us, who honestly remember more of a negative side of Kobe Bryant, uh, being a huge womanizer and having that huge rape settlement yeah where he then eventually changed his number they say that was number eight kobe bryant we like number 24 kobe yeah. bryant but it's just really different to see how these different views are because it's almost like the college community was just absolutely taken aback talking about how kobe in life was this amazing i mean like a saint basically like I, he's got so much media attention i mean we're even talking about him right now just to show that but. Yeah, yeah, and I think that it is something that should get media attention. Even oh, though, course. even though, like you said, people remember the negatives, but think about all the positives too. I mean, it, it is a very controversial topic to talk about for sure. With depending on who you talk to about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a tragedy either way. Nobody's ever debunking the fact that this should not have happened. Correct. Um, but in. Good basketball news and switching that up. After the Super Bowl, we're obviously going to report on that, and then we're going to be moving somewhat into the NBA. I just want to talk about a little bit, brighten the mood, get you a little excited for basketball season. Zion or true basketball. I was about season. to say. I was yeah. about to say we're going to be talking about Zion next yeah. for sure because Zion Williamson in his debut, four for four with three pointers. That's what got me. Is Dudes would back off of this guy, let him shoot, because they didn't think he was going to make it. And four for four, 100%. He's one of the biggest guys in the NBA right now. Oh, yeah, top Come, three. Yeah, biggest. Coming in at 6'6". Six, six. It, it says on Google that he's 286 or 284, somewhere around there. But we have some people that are also saying that he could be up to 300 pounds. Yeah, they're, right they're skeptical. I, I think he's still 280. I don't think he got too beefy while he was injured. 
he's a big boy. They're talking about reteaching him how to run part of the rehab, so hopefully he won't get injured anymore. Because that was a lot of the um, talk about Zion in the NBA. It was like, oh, he had a huge possibility of getting injured because of his size and because he plays the rebounds. And half the time, the rebounds by him to him, and they just puts it in. But if you fall funny with all that weight coming down on your ankle, that's bad news for him. I mean, you could see it. He was out for like six to eight weeks, way longer than what was originally reported and originally expected. Yep. Um, you know, it's great to talk about basketball, but I'm also excited because, you know, as soon as basketball kind of turns a corner, we also get to report on lacrosse. And yes. lacrosse is always fun to report on. I watch, I keep up with lacrosse all the time, and I'm pulling up the um, the polls right now for the uh, pre- preseason uh, rankings right now. They have Virginia at number one, who won the national championship last year under Lars Tiffany, and I'm very, very happy for Lars Tiffany. There have been plenty of you know seasons where I've seen Virginia kind of fall, and Dom Dom Starza, or, nah, Dom Starza, sorry. Uh, created a huge legacy at Virginia. I mean, one of the best coaches to ever coach in the sport of lacrosse. And I'm happy to see them at number one. And I'm also happy to see Penn State is also ranked number two. Penn State is another team that in the last four years has just grown as a program and been monsters. And with, you know, Mac O'Keefe, I mean, kids like that, they're going to be doing really well. Um and then you have Yale ranked number three right now, which is above Maryland. And, you know, I kind of like that as well. Yale has always kind of, sh- you know, striked me as a, as a good, good, heavy competitive oh, team, yeah. I mean, for sure. in the championship last year against Virginia. Virginia winning its second um, sport championship that year, followed by the basketball championship and then taking the lacrosse championship. Um, I just remember when Maryland, with Matt Rambo, Won that championship. I I loved Matt Rambo. He's now playing in the PLL for the Whip Snakes. They actually just won the championship. Yeah. So. And they actually was all surrounding uh, Matt Rambo a little bit. A yeah, lot of the people. MVP. Yeah. So you know Matt Rambo is doing big things. And actually, it's fun. It, it's not funny, but he also had allegations against him his sophomore year at Maryland. And so it's kind of crazy to see like to think about what could have happened i mean his his whole entire lacrosse career could have been just wiped out from those allegations oh yeah and um, i'm i'm mean, fairly it, certain that it's nothing like actually happened or there wasn't enough evidence to prove anything yeah i can tell you scott i i don't even remember that as much but it was very low-key it was yeah. very low-key in so the media you hope it's one of those um you know where it's not 100% accurate. Correct. Because I do like to think that if it is serious, they do do necessary things. But, I mean, for these lacrosse players, some of them are targeted, you know. Like, look at the whole Duke lacrosse team controversy a that, long time ago. I remember looking at the documentary for that because yep. there was a huge 30 for 30 on that. Probably yeah. one of the biggest things to hit the lacrosse community and put such a negative light on the lacrosse community. Yep. And nothing even happened. Yeah, this I mean, girl it's picked... because the defense attorney was trying to win an election, and he basically told the people that these kids are going to jail. Yeah, like, and this woman that accused them didn't even know the players. Oh, she yeah. got pictures on the screen, and she was just picking... It was basically like picking out of a hat. Yeah, there was no lineup, yes. There was no one on in the lineup that wasn't on the Duke lacrosse team. So, no matter who she picked... They were on the Duke lacrosse team, and it was just, it was a gamble. 
and you just you feel bad for guys that have to go through stuff like that correct know? correct and you know that's just something that obviously in the world we live in today even back in the day but now more reported you know now it's it's getting a lot more attention and you got to feel for for those guys and duke has been a very strong lacrosse program. They're ranked actually right under Maryland at number five. So it's funny that you brought that up. And uh, I had the opportunity to go to the national championship when Duke won it for the second time in a row. And it was a fantastic uh, national championship run for them. And I'm really excited to see what they bring to the table. I'm always excited to see what teams bring everything to the table right now. Lehigh is in the top 20 this year, as well as University of Massachusetts. Those are two... Wow, UMass. Yeah, two schools that, you know, Lehigh, I think, has made it in the, po- in the polls a few yeah, times. Yeah, a couple times. But UMass, I would love to see UMass break out and have a, have a record-breaking season. I haven't seen them in the top 20 in ever. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what they can do. I mean, this is just projections, but still, that'd be great. I'm honestly surprised how low they put Penn. Because yeah. Penn had a good season last year. So, I mean, six isn't, that's not crazy low, but I thought they might be above Duke, maybe even Maryland, but that's kind of a push. But Penn yeah. did have an amazing season last year. Well, Maryland's coming in. They got a uh, brand new um, recruit right now in, um, in, um, in, in, in this guy who's from Riverside High School. Uh, very talented. Um, and his brother actually played at Maryland. Uh, shout out, uh, you know, Danny Moltz. That's that's who's coming in for for, Mar- for Maryland right now. That's yep. going to be a big pickup alongside with uh, Wisnowskis, Logan Wisnowskis, huge top player. He went to Salisbury, or excuse me, not Salisbury. He went to Syracuse. Very sorry. He went to Syracuse, and he ended up transferring to Maryland, and he's been a huge pickup for the University of Maryland as far as the lacrosse program goes. That's awesome. I actually uh, lifeguarded someone, Oakland Mills High School. We played summer league together, and we played in high school together um, against him in both. But he's playing at Ohio State. He's a junior, so hopefully now he might be starting to get some playing time. Evan Riss, long pole. Yeah. They uh they drafted him when he was a sophomore in high school. And at that point he was he was gotten to small. I was surprised. But I mean they called it right. That kid that kid grew. That's for sure. Yeah. So I, I'd love to see him on the field, just someone I've played with personally before. So it'd be great if he got a shot at um I'd given the games a few starts, you know? Yeah, and especially Ohio State, talking about them, they also picked up freshman Mitchell Pelkey, who also went to school with Danny Moltz. And they were just, I mean, they just tore it up over at Riverside High School. They won the national championship. And, you know, the reason why I talk about Riverside High School is because it's right, it's in Loudoun County, Virginia, which is very close to where we are at school. And they just, like, recent, not recently, but, like, pretty recent became, like, a high school and it's going to be very interesting to see if Pel- if Pelkey gets some decent playing time as well. And then you have the sophomore return of Joey Epstein over at, yep. at Hopkins, mm-hmm. who had a fantastic season at Hopkins yeah. last year for his Amazing. freshman year. Um, actually, I will be going to a bunch of Hopkins games because uh, my girlfriend has season tickets to Hopkins games. So their first game is at home against Towson, which I'm excited to see how Towson... That's going to be, that's gonna be go. a big game. They're not ranked, but Towson has been staying quite steady these past couple of years, especially in the beginning of the season. It's just coming out of the gate strong in the cross. Yeah. Towson actually is ranked. They're ranked 17 in the top 20. 
Uh, but Hopkins is ranked 11. So it's going to be very interesting. And Johns Hopkins is going to be working with uh, senior attackman Cole Williams. Huge, huge force. He's a huge guy. I keep saying huge emphasis on huge because he's ginormous. And I actually got the chance to play. We played for the same club affiliation, Looney's Lacrosse Club, out of uh, like Maryland. And, um, I mean, I played against this guy and. This guy towers over me, but he also towers over a lot of people in in the lacrosse world as far as Division One goes. So it's going to be interesting to see his senior campaign as well. Yeah, I'm excited, and especially with the growth of the PLL, this gives these kids an actual opportunity after college, something to really drive for while playing in college, um, something that pays well, something that's broadcasted on NBC, and something that's forever growing. They just got a new club. Um, the PLL Water Dogs. Yeah, they just yeah they just came up with that. You know, I mean, I'm definitely excited to see how they go, um, how they play. I've really liked following the PLL. You see a lot of the old guys from college really just getting a chance to shine in this league. So that won't be back until the summer. I think about four months from now. But we'll have college across up until then, which I'm absolutely excited for. And some of these guys, once they graduate, especially these seniors, they're going straight into the PLL. Yeah, and I also want to shout out uh, the NAIA's uh, top poll right now. Uh, they have, um, you know, Reinhardt at number one. I don't know too much about the NIA, but I, or the NAIA. However, I do have uh, one of my neighbors uh, – is at Indiana Tech. They're ranked number two preseason right now, and they are a very new program. So it's going to be interesting to see what these new programs have in store. And, of course, somebody that uh, was recruiting me at one point, Missouri Valley College, is ranked in the top ten there as well. So it's going to be very interesting to pay attention to that too. And I love watching MCLA. Teams like Arizona State, Grand Canyon University have been, uh, you know, significant teams that are playing uh, high levels of competition that could go D1 if they weren't in the MCLA. And they are D1 in the MCLA, but MCLA is obviously different from NCAA. So it's going to be very interesting to see what those teams have uh, in store. And I'm, like I said, very excited. Both lacrosse guys, you and I, so it's going to be very awesome to, uh, you know, report on the scores and the different things in the lacrosse world. But Yeah, definitely. For sure, NBA, and right now, to give a little bit of a Capitals update, they, the last time I checked, let's see what we got here. Um, You know, the NBA is great and everything, but honestly, they play so many games, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, It doesn't really get, yeah, it doesn't really get down to it until you get to close to the playoffs, and that's when it's just fun NBA. You can look back on their entire season, see how they've done, see how they've played, and really just kind of tear it apart. But, yeah, they just play it so many games. Um, they're star players, obviously. There's big news. Uh, we'll definitely keep you up to date on anything big that happens, anything that's coming around there. But, yes, Scott, I agree with you. I'm super excited for the college across season startup. Yeah, and we, got, we definitely uh, can hit more on uh, the Capitals. The Capitals right now having a, a, an amazing season, obviously. Um, Stanley Cup, uh, you know, champions very recently and they're right now playing the predators they're actually down three to one after the first period and it's now tied up three to three so it's very interesting the capitals record right now is 34 and 11 and 34 11 and 5 that's still to me 
is a very great record right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Caps, they always get so close to the Stanley Cup. So close. And they can almost never, ironically, no pun intended, capitalize yeah. on their opportunity. Except for um, a couple of years ago when they finally got that victory. So it'd be great to see them do that again. But... You honestly, you never really know when they have a chance, and they always have a chance every year, and some team just blows them out. Yeah, and, you know, they got their opportunity. They won their, their Stanley Cup, which I'm very happy about for Alexander Ovechkin, who right now in this current game has two of their three goals. So he's a big contender, obviously, sure, in the game. Guy. Yeah, I mean, all you hear about with Capitals is Alexander Ovechkin. And, of course, you got to give shout-outs to uh, Backstrom um, as well as TJ Oshie and the other person that has the, – the other player that has uh, another, you know, goal in this game is um, – it looks like Richard Panic as well as Carl uh, Hagelin. So it's pretty interesting. It's pretty big news. And hopefully the Capitals will come out with the win. A few weeks ago I was watching their game. Uh, I don't exactly remember who they were playing, but – they, they won in overtime. They're, they're a highly competitive hockey team for sure. Yeah, I remember uh, the bar, Bushwallers, downtown Frederick. They, uh, they always have the Caps games on, and there's always people there watching it. So it's just an exciting atmosphere. I mean, people love their Caps, especially from being around this area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that we're going to have an interesting uh, – this is, this is the second season – for the entertainment hub and we're here to report everything as far as sports related news goes as well as just different entertainment aspects of the world uh when it pops up and i'm really happy that you know we're on the start of the second season yep it's exciting it is exciting i couldn't ask for anything better and next week we're gonna have the super bowl to talk about and we're going to have more cap stuff, more NBA stuff for sure. Hopefully more stuff on Zion. I love watching him play. And, you know, lacrosse season doesn't start for a little while, but it's going to be very interesting to see, you yeah. know, what goes on with the NBA and the Super Bowl this weekend. I think uh, February 8th is the first game, college lacrosse. So, which is actually my mom's birthday. So maybe I'll, for a present, we'll go to a lacrosse game. <laughs> Absolutely. Got to get her the best entertainment for sure. Uh but signing off, it was great having everybody listen. It's great going on season two. I'm Scott Kiwi. Uh, I'm Nigel Strickland. And we hope to see you next time uh, tuning in to the Entertainment Hub. Thank you.